Live from the Black Box Theater in Moline, Illinois, the Andrew Ridgely of the Quad Cities, it's All You Care to Eat, a comedy thingy podcast. With your four thingies, Dave Bondi, Rick Davis, Jeff DeLeon, and Clay Sander, along with their gaggle of special guests, Jessica Nickel-White, Mike Bros, and me, your Captain Continuity, Tom Makey. Sit back and relax and strap it down with the always affable but never assable host of All You Care to Eat, from Chicago, Illinois, Mr. Patrick Brennan. <laughs> much Tom Makey and thank you everybody here we are so damn happy to be back in the Black Box Theater once again ladies and gentlemen it's been a while but we're back in our comedy thingy home hey gang let's all give a laurel and hearty handshake to your master blaster on the keyboards Mr. Mike Bros. Now, folks, tonight you are in for a treat because it's more of that same rib tickling, knee slapping, a pecker wanking funny business. Oh, so Patrick. we. Oh, well, looky looky here. It's Comedy Thingy's very own Clay Sander. Let's hear it for him, uh, ladies Clay. and gentlemen. You're embarrassing me. Okay, hey, so Clay, this is something we didn't rehearse. I'm right. right in the middle of the intro, so what can I do for you? Well, um, we didn't really uh, say anything before, but for many folks, uh, this is the season of Lent. Uh, the folks who aren't going to hell invented That's that, right. right? Yes. So we thought we'd start the program tonight with a bit of scripture. Splendid idea. So if we could get our scripture readers in residence, Jeff and Rick, to lead us in the responsive reading. Uh, please be seated. Today's responsive reading is from the book of Curmudgeons, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. And the Lord spake unto the old porch sitter, Malcontentia, saying, Verily I say unto you, why dost thou moan? The old man saith unto the Lord, Tell them, holy one, to get it off of my lawn. For I had just lain seed into the fertile ground, for that thine grass might grow abundantly. The Lord spake again, Surely these children mean no ill will. Why do you toil at their boards of skating? Dost not their joy remove the rigid pole from thou'st ass? My sphincter doth clench at the thought of bicycle tracks upon my sod. My heart grows restless with notions of disregard for my juniper bushes. Smite them, O Lord! Today, brother, I propound you go forth, not with malice and griping, but with hope. Take thine chariot to pet store and get thee a Rottweiler. Good shepherd, dost thou believe this will cease mine troubles? Yea, dearest brother, it will stop that shit. <laughs> and I mean right fucking now. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Food for thought. Tonight's program is brought to you tonight by our good friends over at the Establishment Late Night Shows in Rock Island, Illinois. Go to establishmentqc.com for show info. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to tip our hat in a very big way to our producer and engineer, Gunnar Malstrom. <laughs> Gunner is stepping in for our old pal. He's stepping in for our old pal, Charlie Kreider. Charlie couldn't be here with us tonight, but we're thinking about you, Charlie. We miss you. We love you very much, and we hope that the days of the penis rug burn are well behind you, sir. Now, a big shout-out, of course, and I'm sorry that your names are so associated with the penis rug burn joke that we just did, but let's hear it for David Miller and Laura Adams of the Black Box Theater. <laughs> for their continued support of free speech and also of this colossal shit show. Tommy? 
And now, we take you inside the wonderful world of Uber. Tonight, Babu Job is picking up his final fare of the evening. Oakley and Lawrence, please. Oakley and Lawrence, it is. Gonna do some shopping. Christmas shopping. Getting it done early, huh? Yeah, that's that's good, yeah. Gonna get something for the missus. Thought I'd head over to Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, never heard of it. (laughs) You... (laughs) You've never heard of Bed Bath & Beyond? No, can't say that I have. My wife does. You've never heard of Bed Bath & Beyond? Nope. You've never heard of Bed Bath & Beyond? No, I mean, what do they have there? What what do they have? You get bath towels, kitchen utensils, coffee makers, coffee filters, frames, mugs, cups, wall art, pillows, blankets, and beyond. Waterford Crystal, hardware, mirrors, food processors, vanities, shower heads, dish towels, plungers, silverware, crockpots, griddle pans, barbecue equipment, tongs, spice rubs, and beyond. <laughs> Snuggies, travel mugs, batteries, adjustable bathtub safety rails, <laughs> medical toilets, shower curtains, toilet paper, paper towels, non-skid footstools, brooms, Dust pans and beyond. Have you written a sketch without a punchline? Ever gotten in the middle of a skit and you can't get out? Well, your problems are over. Just write a bit for the voiceover guy to read explaining that you can't think of a punchline. And that becomes the punchline. A public service from Comedy Thingy. And now, a word from our fake sponsor. Kirkland. Snacking nuts. Kirkland. Snacking nuts. Need a snack? Pop my salty nuts in your mouth. Kirkland. Snacking nuts. Kirkland. Snacking nuts. Tonight's podcast is sponsored in part by Shared IT. Go to sharedit.com for tech consulting and tell them comedy thinky sent you. Or don't. They don't care. And now, the mayoral debate sketch. Welcome to our first debate between our incumbent mayor, Reginald Radley, and his challenger, Bob Willington. Without further ado, let's bring out our candidates. Gentlemen, welcome. Before we begin, we'd like to remind our live audience to refrain from applause or comments during the debate. Please hold your applause until the end. Thank you. Now, our first question is to you, Mayor Radley. Woo! Yeah, Mayor! Way to go, baby! Mr. Mayor, uh, you plan on improving infrastructure in your first term, but the riverfront still remains in progress. What would you do in your next term to improve the timelines? Well, first of all, thank you for having me here and allowing me to speak directly to the good citizens of this fine city. Thank you, Mayor. Yes! (laughs) Again, a reminder to our live audience to keep comments to yourself and hold applause until the end of the debate. Consider it done. Uh, The riverfront project... We were put behind due to bad weather and underfunding. I'll reinstate funding to get the project back on track and give us a beautiful waterfront. Yes, yes, all right. Sock it to a mayor, baby, yes. Again, I must ask the audience to refrain Refrain from from applauding. applauding. Yeah, sorry. My fault. I get excited. That's on me. Please, carry on. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Willington. Yes. Go to hell. Mr. Willington, your rebuttal. Well, well, I think it's fine to reinstate the funding, but it's a little too late. Uh, The project didn't account for weather, which in my mind is a gross oversight. Oh, please, shut the fuck up! (laughs) Sir, please! I'm sorry, sir, please what? Please keep your comments to yourself. I didn't comment. You just told Mr. Willington to shut up. I don't think I did, sir, please. 
you're holding up this important debate with baseless accusations. And quite frankly, I'm a little tired of it. You're tired of um, it. Gary, perhaps we can continue. Uh, yes, sorry. The next question is to you, Mr. Willington. What do you attribute 2% loss in job growth in our area? I attribute it to not enough incentives for businesses to keep their companies here. We need to provide better tax breaks and an environment where businesses can thrive. Hmm, Mr. Mayor? I agree, but as councilman, Mr. Willington voted against providing a tax break to businesses with over 50 employees and worked to preserve a tax increase from 2005. Boom! Drop the fucking mic! You have been fucking schooled, dickweed! Take that, asshole! Come on, applaud, you fat bastards. Are you watching the same goddamn debate I'm watching? Security. What? Why? Why? You need to exit the building now. All right, fine. I'll go. But remember this. You can't silence us forever. Oh. We will not go unheard, for we are the citizens of Rock Island fucking Illinois. Sir, this is Moline. But what now? This is... <laughs> this is not Rock Island. It's Moline. Oh, no wonder I was able to get an Uber. Sing! <laughs> Fantastic! Taking shots at other communities is the way we say we love you here at Comedy Thingy, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking of taking shots, I just want to thank the Comedy Thingy folks for having me with them tonight. Uh, the first person I met who was on this stage is Clay. Um, uh, Clay... Uh, is part of uh, the storytelling community in Chicago. I'm sure you uh, have a thriving one here. I don't know much about it, but I went by a friend uh, to see Clay speak at the Moth. He told this amazing story in under five minutes, and he said that the little coaching that I might try one for you. So is it okay if I share a story with you guys? <clears throat> here goes. <clears throat> I was only just a boy. I couldn't have been more than eight years old. It's funny you say that because I know exactly how old I was. I went over to my grandparents' home to celebrate my eighth birthday with my whole family. See, folks, I'm an only child. And so returning to my grandparents' house with all of my cousins was something magical. There was Uncle Frank, Aunt Ginny, their kid, my cousin Rachel. There was also Uncle Riley and Aunt Caroline their kids, Pete, Patrick, Eve, Bart, Finn, McKenna, Julie, Paul, Cal, William, Randy, Wallace, Brian, Michaela, Little Scotty, Polly, and of course, Aunt Kathy and Uncle Ron with, with Mike and Cece and Katie and Julie and Little Sue and the other Patrick, the not handsome one. The party started around 3 p.m. I had been home from school for about an hour, and I just kept shouting to myself, I'm eight, I'm eight, I'm eight. And so we had an early dinner, and I wasn't hungry, and we had some cake, of course, and I don't remember that because I was an ice cream guy, still am. And so I opened a lot of presents that day, and there were color forms, and there was a Viewmaster viewer, and it was great because, remember, only child. And then I saw it, a big gift wrapped in the corner of the house, and... I just assumed it was for one of my cousins because other Pat had the same birthday, believe it or not. But it was for me. And I didn't want to show off in front of my cousins. But my dad was talking to me about Bozo Circus earlier that day. And I just knew. I'd hit bucket number six. Underneath all of that wrapping, I knew I was getting a cool, sleek, actual Schwinn bicycle. And so I tore open that paper left and right, and the glee in my 
eyes. I could feel the tears, and I remember nothing so pure as that joyful laughter. And we chase the dragon, don't we? I never felt that way again. But I'll always remember how nothing could distract me from that moment of beaming in front of that bike. Not even the sight of my grandmother being murdered in the hallway could distract me from this wonderful moment. I thought about those playing cards, you know, that you put in the spokes and how they go click, 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 click. And that's all I heard. Not the screams of her being bludgeoned from just the next room. And so I got on the bike seat, glistening with that wonderful plastic cover and the, and the tassels, right? And my feet on the new pedals, and it was glorious. And then I could see just out of the corner of my eye, my grandfather just wedging the knife right into the ribs, like the, the two ribs. Stop, right? stop, stop talking. Am I going long? No, that story was horrifying, my God. Well, I'm sorry if the story of a child getting the bucket number six in his birthday bike is uh, upsetting to you. That is not a story of a bucket or a bike or anything. That's a story of your grandmother being murdered. If that happened at the time I got birthday bike. What's your point? It's color. Patrick, if someone heard that story and you asked them what was that about, they wouldn't say, oh, that's a story about you getting a bike for your birthday. They'd say that's a horrible story of a family murder. Wait, wait. That's what you think it's about? Yes. All right, Jessica, could you come here, please? Yeah. Jessica, I have told this story many times, but it's your first time, right? Yep. Okay, yep. so you tell me. You just heard it. What did you think it was about? Well, it was a joke about Irish people having a bunch of kids. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Ladies and gentlemen, and an hour for a word from Future Foods. What if I told you that there was a cigarette that tastes and works exactly the same as a cigarette, but it won't give you cancer? Wow, I'd be thrilled. And what if I told you there was a pastry that tastes better than a cinnamon roll, but would only have one calorie? Oh my gosh, I'd be so happy. And what if you could drink a genuine pint of beer and not gain a single pound? <laughs> I'd say set them up. Well. At Future Foods of America, our engineers and professionals have been working on this for over 15 years. And today, we can finally say to the world, tough shit. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Did you actually think we could? Well, yes, the hypothetical, and I thought Shut that maybe- Shut the fuck up, fat ass. Now, wait a minute. Now we're done. Future Foods of America, trying the impossible and finding it impossible. Tonight's podcast is sponsored in part by Hook's Pub and Drink Slingers. Music and booze, folks. It's what's for dinner. Hook's Pub and Drink Slingers in Clinton. Time once again to check in with our Uber driver, Babu Job. Where to, sir? Hey, you again. What are the chances? Uh, did, you, did you know it was me? Yeah, sure, great. Uh, where to? Route 59 in New York. Gotcha. Hungry. Are you? Mm-hmm. Gonna chow down, son. And look forward to this meal every single Christmas. Where are you eating? I have three words for you, sir. Old Country Buffet. Oh. You ever eat at Old Country Buffet? Can't say that I have. You've never been to Old Country Buffet? No. You've never been to Old Country Buffet at Christmas? No. You haven't been to Old Country Buffet at Christmas? No. What do they have there that's so great? But, uh, you get mashed potatoes. Gravy, peas and carrots, turkey, stuffing, all you care to eat. 
pizza, chicken, fried and boiled, ham, tater tots, quiche, chicken fingers, french fries, butter roll, salad bar, all you care to eat. They have specialty Christmas items too. Oh, come all ye platefuls. Yuletide yams, good King Wenzelslaw, little town of Bethlehem, one horse open face sandwich, <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Toastums, five onion rings, silver, silver bell peppers, sleep in heavenly peas, ho-hos, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blintzes, no mushrooms at the inn, Kringle. You'll go down in harmony. Go tell it on the mountain, do. We'll pretend that he is Parsonith Rounds. Jolly old Saint Spotted Dick. Making a list and checking it rice. There's more. Be good for goodness cake. And a rump a bump rump roast. And that's enough of that. Comedy Thingy presents a one-night stand with the Count from Sesame Street. One. One pelvic thrust. Ah, 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 ah. Two. Two pelvic thrusts. Ha, 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 ha. Three. Three. Uh, Count. Count, are, are you asleep? Count! Are you sleeping? What? No, huh? what? no, no, I was uh, counting sheep. What is the matter? Well, it's just that I thought you said that this sex was going to be brought to me by the number 756. What? No, no. Three, baby. Three. <laughs> this sex has been brought to you by the number three. But you said 756. 756. That's totally unrealistic. That doesn't even sound like me. I, I'm more of a 1 to 14 kind of guy. I'm sure you misheard me. Oh, I don't think so. Three doesn't sound anything like 756. Look, look, look. Can, can we not make a big deal out of this? I, I told you already I have to get up early and meet Louise and Bob down at Hooper's so I can brag about how I totally wrecked you. What? No, nothing, nothing. I was uh, counting sheep again. One. One sheep. Well, may have been brought to me by the number three, but it sure as hell wasn't brought to me by the letter O. That punchline brought to you by the letter shit. And so ends another bit. Here once again is your host, Patrick Brennan, where he opens the comedy thingy vault. Creak! That's right, it's time to open the vault, go downstairs, and visit the past. We're going to go all the way down to 2009 this time, ladies and gentlemen. This is an all-you-care-to-eat holiday podcast from November, just one month after the passing of Mary Travers. Mary Travers was the third leaf in that clover known as Peter, Paul, and Mary. Peter Yarrow joined the thingies on stage for their fundraiser to help those afflicted with leopard's disease, a rare disease that gives you spots but allows you to run really fast. We take you now to that night. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter, Paul, and Mary, minus Mary, and no Paul. So, here's Peter. Hello, it's so wonderful to be here. <laughs> oh, I want to say thank you so much. We, we lost Mary, of course, and we lost, well, we haven't lost him, but he's not here. Paul, it's just me, Peter. I want to give a cure for leopard's disease. So, but I, I'm, keep it together, Pete. I want to bring out an old friend, 
because I don't have my usual partners here, I wanted to bring out an old friend from Scotland. He was out by the dumpster. I saw him outside, and I said, are you Shorty McGorney? And he said, yeah, I, I am. And I said, Shorty, would you, would you join me on stage tonight and sing some of the old standards? And if you don't know anything, just make it up. And he said, after a few pints, okay. And I wanted to bring him out to sing with me tonight. So please give a warm welcome to Angus Shorty McGarney. Hello. So just remember, you recognize this one? Uh, sort of. Well, you just make up whatever you want when it comes up, all right? Oh, will. <laughs> I once knew a boy who ate a crawdad. He thought it was a lobster, but it wasn't one at all. Ziggy piggy little eyes, the crawdad looked big, but to his big dad, the crawdad was small. Son, no oh son, why'd you boil that crayfish? <laughs> I don't know, Dad. Look like a lobster to me. If you'd studied in school, <laughs> you'd know your crustaceans. <laughs> I must have skipped that part in biology. <laughs> son, you were a mistake. Your mother filled you with lies. Well, we both got drunk, went to fuck in my truck. Hole in the rubber, and you were the prize. All right, we're just gonna do puff. Boom! There it is. Thank you, Peter Yo. We're gonna close up that vault now. Creak! And another visit to the days of yore. All right, let's get on to the next bit, gang. And now it's a special treat for you, as we have one of the greatest soul artists of the past fifty years, Mr. Ernest Dewey Eyes Simper is here to sing for you all. Dewey Eyes, come on out. Give this Dewey Eyes a round of applause, would you please? Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I, I truly appreciate all the love I feel here tonight. Thank you all. Now, Dewey Eyes, I understand you'll be singing an original for us? That is correct, young brother. It's all about that feeling you get at the breakfast table on a Sunday morning. Oh, I think we can all relate to that, sir. I do recollect it as a warm and lovely memory indeed. And what is the name of your song about Sunday breakfast in the morning? It's titled, Sunday Breakfast in the Morning. <laughs> of course it is. All right, well, without further ado, let's hear the latest from Ernest Dewey Eyes Simper with his original song, Sunday Breakfast Thank in the you, Morning. Thank you, man. Here we go. Millions of folks dipping the toast into some yolks that they're making. Drinking some milk, sipping their coffee, having some sausage and bacon. It's Christmas breakfast in the morning. Slapping the bit, eating him, acting slowly, frying him, and some damn man. Pancake and coffee and cream. Sunday and brown in the morning. Wrapping, popping, and flaking. Sunday breakfast in the morning. 
Now you can bring the all-you-care-to-eat experience to an event near you. You, the comedy thingy listener, can book the whole hee-haw gang to put on a customized show for your private, corporate, or fundraising event. Just go to ComedyThingy.com for booking info. And now, cooking recipes with Jeff and Jessica. Oh, hey, wow, hi everybody, hello! What a great audience, and boy are you in for a treat! Today on Jeff and Jessica, we're going to show you how to make a killer eggnog. Now, a lot of people think eggnog is just for Christmas, but folks, this one's good year-round. All year-round. But now we have totally different recipes, and we're going to let you, the listening audience, decide which one you like best. Does that that's sound right. good to you? Totally I think that sounds good to you. <laughs> okay, now we drew straws backstage to keep it fair, and Jessica is going to share hers first. That's right. So... All right, let's get this started. (laughs) You'll need a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, 12 egg yolks, one cup of sugar, two cups light rum, four cups light cream, vanilla extract, teaspoon of nutmeg, five cloves, and four cups of whole milk. Okay, sounds yummy. Combine your milk, cloves, vanilla, and cinnamon in a saucepan and heat for five minutes. Bring it slowly to a boil. Okay, I'm following you. In a large bowl, you're going to combine those eggs, sugar, and whisk until they're fluffy. Whisk that hot mixture slowly into those eggs. I am on board. <laughs> then you're going to pour the mixture into a saucepan. Cook for three minutes and strain to remove the cloves. Okay. You're going to let it cool for an hour. Stir in the rum, the cream, the nutmeg, and refrigerate overnight. And that is how we do it. That sounds great, right, right? folks? Come on, doesn't, doesn't that, that sound, sound amazing? Awesome? Oh my God, I oh, can't wait. I know. Now, Jeff, let's go ahead and hear your awesome eggnog recipe. I don't think they want to hear it after oh, that. Oh, they do. Do they you want to hear it? Oh, they totally do. Okay, well, first thing you need to do is get a car. Okay. And then you drive that car to the store to get your ingredients. Oh, Jeff, you almost had me there. I know. <laughs> All right. So what you're going to do is hit up a place called Trader Joe's. Huh? And you're going to get something called Trader Joe's Premium Eggnog and uh, Trader Joe's Rum of the Gods. Um, okay. Then you're going to drive back home. You're going to open the eggnog carton where it says open. Then you're going to pour all of it into a glass. Right. Then you're going to rip the top off the bottle of the rum and pour it into the eggnog glass and chug that shit down. And that's how it's done. But, (laughs) Jeff, I mean, technically, that's not really a recipe. (laughs) Well, Jess, technically, I don't give a fuck. Jeff, come on. (laughs) Come on. What? Ask any guy which recipe they're going to choose. The one that takes effort and waiting overnight, refrigerating, or the one that gets them ripped right fucking now. Hit me. You're in. Transition! Come on, green light, green light, green light, green light, green light. Hey, what are the chances? The hat trick. Yes, yes, where to great? 59 and McCoy. Almost afraid to ask. Hitting the mall, eh? No, sir. I'm going to pick up my car at Just Tires. Oh, oh, 
just tires? Yeah. Just tires, nothing more? <laughs> You've never been to a just tire. No, but I can imagine what they have there. Just, <laughs> just tires. You got it. <laughs> you don't get brakes, oil, gas, hood ornaments, fuzzy dice, hooligans. We're here, we're here. Well, that was quick. Jeez, how, how much do I owe? Free of charge, just get out. <laughs> hey, pal, you think you could stay for a minute just to... In case the car's not ready? Man, I don't know. I'll give you 50 bucks. Done. Drive. What? what? Drive, goddammit, drive! What, what happened? It's not a just tires anymore. The address is wrong. It's a Hooters now. You happy? You ever been to a Hooters? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Everything good happens in threes, ladies and gentlemen, and you have included part one of our evening. Listeners at home, please stay tuned and download episodes eight and nine. Ladies and gentlemen, could we please hear it for Miss Jessica Nicklewhite? Our beautiful announcer, Mr. Tom Makey. Mike Bros on the keys, making us all sound a little bit better. And all the way back in the corner, he's, don't talk to him, don't interact with him, but we love him just the same, Gunnar Maelstrom. We want a special thanks, please, to our good folks here at the Black Box Theater, and of course, you guys are so great. Thank you so, so much for being here with us. So listen, we want to say to you, thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time on... Oh,